Welcome. I'm Asa A, and this is The August Light, a podcast about my life as an actress and entrepreneur, which technically they're the same thing, but I digress. <laughs> Join me weekly for candid discussions about Black culture, growth, self-care, business, education, and a whole bunch of other sh- Oh, and I have a lot of amazing friends who'll be joining me and all my nonsense. There's no telling what will happen when the mic comes on, but I promise it'll be entertaining. So get comfy and enjoy the light, the August light. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the August light. Thank you all for tuning in last week to the season four premiere. I am so grateful for having listeners that come back season after season after season even if I do take four or five months off. So thank you for that. But let's get into today's topic because baby, it's a good one. In this week's episode, I'm talking about how to build a first-class life, the power of charging your worth, understanding the roots of personal value, the importance of passive income, and why self-perception has the power and potential to negate everything we desire for our lives. Let me start by saying that learning to charge your worth and really believing in it takes time. Notice I said believing in your worth and charging your worth. I'm going to come back to that. But I need y'all to know and understand that this is something I struggled with and still struggle with on occasion. Throughout my time as an entrepreneur, value or pricing has been a tough teacher. But let's address the problem head on. Because at the root of knowing your worth in terms of charging people for a product or service are often money blocks. I'm sure some of you want me to explain money blocks or talk about finances. But here's the thing. One, I'm not a financial advisor of any kind. And two, in order to talk about money, people need to understand their relationship with money, aka value. Then once this is done, they need to do the inner work of understanding how this shows up and the way they perceive their value and the value of others. You have to know how you think about money in terms of do you feel it's evil? Do you have some bad memories associated with money that you haven't dealt with, like someone messed up your credit or you have that one friend that never pays you back for something before we can really talk about money? Think about these things. And in the meantime, let's talk about understanding our worth and how that affects how we approach pricing when we start a business. See, most people, and I'll go as far as to say most black people, set their prices based off of their friends and family. Why? Because our friends and family are often who we bounce ideas off of. They're typically our first customers, and we use them as a way to gauge what others perceive as expensive or as cheap. But this is something we need to start being more discerning about. Because if the people you're asking about pricing don't own a business that's in the same field as you, don't have a business degree, don't value your product or service as you do, then they have no authority in deciding the value of your business. Understanding your value may take some time because sometimes our vision isn't always immediately understood or appreciated by others. So we start to feel like we can't charge people for our services or talents or products. There goes that bitch doubt. This chick will have you undervaluing yourself and then lead you down some rabbit holes. The first one being imposter syndrome. Then you'll start making decisions from a place of lack. And then finally, you start to believe that your value should be given away for free. Now, don't get me wrong. When you're starting out, it's good to give your products and services out for free as it's a marketing tool. Think about what drug dealers did in the crack epidemic. The first hit was free. And then once people were hooked, they keep coming back. Only this time, they'd have to pay. But back to the topic. See, on top of all these thoughts and conflicting feelings, we start to think, oh, I shouldn't charge people for this because I can help so many people for free, especially the ones that may not be able to afford me. But here's the issue with that. Yeah, you can help a lot of people for free because takers love free shit. 
but you can also help more people when you have more money. Some people are skeptical of free stuff because we're taught anything worth having is going to cost something. That's how people become millionaires. And millionaires have the financial means to help more people than a poor person. Think of it this way. In order to help more people, you need more resources, aka money, to do so. I really need y'all to know and understand your worth. Because as long as you're growing, your intrinsic value is growing as well. And I can say that because ever since I've started to lean into my own worth and stopped focusing on other people's negative self-projections, false thoughts about people thinking that I'm a fraud or I'm not worth the price I'm charging, aka imposter syndrome, the universe has been showing me that I'm worth every cent and dollar I charge. Of late, I've been waking up to more and more deposit notifications. I'm telling y'all, deposits hit different when they come from your own business. Waking up and seeing that text or email showing that some money just hit your account is a different kind of flex. It's a flex that lets you know that your prices, services, products, policies, and who God designed you to be are all in alignment. Remember, this is something I had to really grow to understand. I had to figure out how to kick those voices of doubt and confusion to the curb long enough to be able to embrace and sit firmly in my own worth without wavering. Once we truly embrace all that we contribute to this world, then that's when people start to see what we've known all along. I've finally learned that everyone must pay for my work because if they don't, it cheapens everything I've worked for. Now, there are some things I'm still working through the pricing on because it's new and it's still in the free phase, but in due time, I understand that has to change too, so that I can continue to have the necessary resources to do all that I desire to do. This is why everyone that solicits my services or products will be charged accordingly. Now, when I started out as a travel agent, I didn't charge a fee for my services. It sounds crazy, I know, but I didn't believe I was experienced enough to charge people even though I'd been doing it most of my life. There were some benefits and some drawbacks to this because I learned what I don't want in a client what policies I needed to have in place, how many clients I'm willing to take on at any given time, and I got a lot of great referrals from people over the years. On the other hand, there were a lot of people that found their way to me with the intention of only shopping around or they wanted to see if I could beat a price they found online. These people never booked a trip. Now here's the issue with that. Travel agents work on commission, and those commissions are only paid if a client completes their trip. That means I can spend months planning a trip for someone and never see a dime if that person decides they don't want to book a trip or if they cancel their trip prior to departure. This is why I'm quick to turn down a client if I sense they're going to be difficult or if they are trying to price match or they want to ask me 50 million questions before paying my fee because I'm not willing to work for free. I have very clear instructions that let people know that I will not be doing any work until my fee is paid. Charging your worth in scenarios like this also does something else that many people don't realize. It protects you from people who aren't your ideal client. If someone feels like your price is too much, they are not the client for you. Because people who really want to work with you will pay your price without question. I know women who are running businesses where they are charging $5,000, $10,000, $25,000 or more for their services. And guess what? People pay them because they agree on the value of the service or product. See, things like this let me know that if someone can't pay my fee, then I ain't the one for them. And this applies to everybody. Y'all, I look at my commission statement and thank God for allowing me to be in a position to build the life I desire and that aligns with his will. While I don't regret my decision to not charge a fee when I was just starting out because I need the time to get my courage and confidence up. But now I look forward to charging my worth and working with people that see my worth. Four or five years ago when I started my first solo business, 
It wasn't in my plan to still be running that business, aka being a travel agent, or to have another business, aka my candle company. But now I know it was necessary so that I can learn to trust and believe in what God has planned for my life. And I not only needed to trust him. I needed to know that I was worthy of better, worthy of the life I desire. Now I'm able to see how all this plays into my ultimate goal, creating sources of passive income. Passive income isn't something that is easily achieved when you don't feel comfortable charging your worth. Even though my plan has always been to make acting a source of passive income, I'm realizing I'm going to need more than that one source of passive income if I'm going to get that house I'm dreaming of. Now, I didn't really know what that additional source would be or what future sources will be when I started writing today's topic. But a few weeks before I started this season, it clicked on what it would be. I now know that this show will become a source of income. I struggled with this idea for a bit and prayed on it because the thought of charging people to listen to my show goes against the very reason I started this show. The show started out as an act of service. I wanted to help people by sharing what I've learned in life. Yet as I've learned in life and through my other ventures, you have to evolve in order to reach new heights. In order for growth to occur, new resources are needed. We also have to realize that one of our greatest resources is time. And no matter how we slice it, we only get 24 hours in a day. That means everything that makes us money can't be time consuming. We need to invest in things that can be stable sources of income and produce this income while we sleep. A podcast can do that. I have to start building accordingly and positioning myself so that I'm not giving of myself until the point of depletion. Because as my bishop said, givers must always set limits because takers don't have any. Now, I'm not putting my entire show or past seasons behind a paywall right now, but I am exploring options for monetizing the show. This could come in the form of ads, creating bonus content that can be purchased for a one-time fee, or creating subscriptions slash memberships. I don't know exactly how it'll be done, just know it's in the works. But before I go all in one way or another, I want to know what you all, my listeners, would want in regard to paid content. Do you all want to be the first to know when I book a project? Exclusive discounts on the August Light Candles, limited edition merchandise, unreleased content, early access to shows, or something else? Of course, I have my ideas. And in order to keep a level of service to the show, there will still be free content. But I want to know what kind of paid content you want to hear. Keep in mind that I probably won't be able to do everything or talk about some things as I may not have the resources or expertise or it just may be off limits for personal reasons. But I will do my best to incorporate what I can. So drop your thoughts in the comments or in our DMs on our IG page at the August underscore light or send us an email at info at the I look forward to hearing from you all. And keep in mind that most of these changes probably won't be implemented until season five, as this season, I'll be trying things out. Well, 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 it looks like we've reached the part of the show where I get to have a little fun, share something interesting, or just do something I want to do. Let's call today's segment, It's All Good. All right, so y'all know I've been learning to focus on the good, the positive, and the joys of life. But what I didn't do last week was give y'all some actionable steps so that you can work on focusing on the good and the positive or the joys of life. So that's what I'm going to do this week. This is what I do in the morning that I truly love as it's something that's been shaping how I feel throughout the day. So I want to share it with y'all. Here's what I want you to try. When you wake up in the morning, Start your day by thanking God or the universe for a new day. You can do this however you want. 
After you take a moment to show gratitude for living to see another day, thank the universe for three things that are good in your life. And at the same time, take a moment to feel gratitude for each of those things. Do some breath work in between each good thing you say. This can be as simple as inhaling for seven seconds. Holding for three. And exhaling for eight. Repeat that as many times as you need, then move on to the next good thing. You can do this exercise from your bed or your shower or place on the floor or wherever you desire. Just do it when you wake up and before you pick up your phone. A good way to help you remember to do this exercise is to place a sticky note on your bathroom mirror that says something like, Name three things in your life that are good. Now, when you're doing this exercise, it doesn't have to be three different things each day. You can name the same three things each morning until you decide you want to focus on something else. Remember, the goal is to allow your body to fill up with joy or gratitude. Start by feeling it in your heart and then allow it to flow to the rest of your body. Now, if you're finding it difficult to find that feeling of gratitude or joy, sometimes it helps to start by thinking of something happy, or something you are grateful for, so that you can remember what gratitude or joy feels like for you. Then once you have that feeling, start listing off the goodness for the day. I usually follow my list with an acknowledgement of the goodness that fills me, so that I remember that good is not only around me, but in me. Beginning each day like this helps me to start my day on a positive note, and it usually keeps me in a positive mindset throughout the day. It's a great exercise, so try it for a few days and let me know how you felt throughout the week. Oh, and this is the first part of my routine, but I'll share the second part in next week's episode. Until next time, be a light, an August light. Come back next week for another enlightening episode of The August Light. If you were entertained or inspired by today's show, tell someone about it. Keep listening, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave a review somewhere, anywhere, so others can find the light too. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the August underscore light for all the latest news.